places. Everyone. We're now We're broadcasting. broadcasting. Roll the tape in. Three, two. A new audio drama. Appaloosa Radio is where stories come alive. Chief. An original story by Appaloosa Radio. From the Continuing City of 4000 Spies series. Part 8. The Dominion of Sasko was a minuscule speck compared to the massive military systems of the two major powers, the ever-fussy, very tradition-bound Kingdom J.G., and the Spartan and authoritarian regime of the Empire Shayot. The Dominion of Sasko survived through its strict neutrality, treating each of the major powers in the same way, favoring neither one. And, the Dominion of Sasko survived by its many information-gathering schemes. Spying. Always spying. Always gathering information. Just ask the PNB7Q a question about anything, and they could always provide a ready answer. Always a complete and accurate and appropriate answer. The Dominion knew everything about everywhere. They gathered information, analyzed it, and structured it for potential use. So, it was with the collection of ancient maps. Of the minor sun system of the Tashurn D sector. Gathered many quads ago by some very intrepid explorers. The collection had been purchased for a pittance by an agent at some bazaar a seemingly worthless acquisition. Now, when combined with the more recent insights provided by Principal Agent Joe Oinn, the PNB7Q and Noble Sundushko Rurko had the information they needed to craft a plan. More particularly, a rescue plan. 
Dushkoverko had no intention of leaving one of his principal agents in the hands of a criminal gang. The ancient maps showed that distances are enormous. Conditions harsh. No sources for fuel or resupply. All previous explorers concluded that there was little of value in the region. How does Sasko, which is a neutral, maintains only a limited army? Mount a rescue mission to such a forlorn and distant place? It is not just the physical location that posed issues. Tashirndi is also an armed military sector with three separate armies battling each other. Prince Valtzor, Prince Dili, and, of course, Prince Gfux. Gfux's so-called Grand Army of Ancient Rites may have been weakened into a disjointed criminal gang, but it still possessed a formidable citadel. And, available intelligence information showed that the various criminal gangs of the Tashirndi sector had begun attacking and seizing armed military vehicles, some carrying the latest generation of combat weapons. Of course, as always, Sasko was acutely aware of the presence of one of the major powers. It did not wish to provoke the Empire Shayot. When PNB7Q plotted all of the known military activities in the sector, the screen was literally carpeted with red marks indicating potential dangers. Be careful where you step, was Rico's sardonic comment. The one certainty was that Dushko Rico, Domino, would do battle in ways very different from G-Fox, Jeepers. That had been established years earlier in the Military Tactics College. Some time ago, Dushkoverko had read an ancient treatise on a sport called fly fishing. In that sport, a fish, the target, was lured by something, a fly larvae, something that appeared to be one thing, but was really another, a hook to trap the fish. With PNB7Q's active assistance, Rurko created something that appeared to be one thing, but was really another. To mount a rescue on moon number 9 of the outermost planet of the minor sun in the Tashirn D sector, Rurko brought the canine agent Abel 10. A minor level trade diplomat. A small cadre of Sasko's best warriors. A civilian transport. And a mass element projector. No match, it would seem, for the highly fortified citadel that GFUX had built on moon number 9. Still, for Rurko, this was an exercise in making something appear to be one thing, but which was really something else. The key was the so-called mass element projector. Big Lil, as he called it. MBY-23, as everyone knows, is an essential component in the process of making some material or object out of nothingness. And, as everyone also knows, Sasko is the sole supplier of MBY-23 to every other sector. It is the basis of Sasko's independence and neutrality. One of the lesser-known uses of MBY-23 is in the process of mass projection. Instead of making a material object, the process is used to create a visual shell of an object. In every wavelength, the object appears to be what it is projected to be. The visual shell is real in every regard, except that it lacks material structure. Sensors and tracking instruments report it as an authentic object. 
A visual projection. Seems to be one thing, a very real object, but actually a chimera. A dream. A wisp of nothingness. The plan that PNB7Q and Burrico devised involved five stages, each having an element of deception. In stage one, an ordinary civilian transport would arrive in the territory controlled by Prince Dili, G. Fox's younger brother and his intense rival for the throne. On the transport would be a minor trade official representing the Dominion of Sasko. The official would arrive with an invitational message, now that the prospects for peace are so bright. Sasko seeks to re-establish basic trade relationships with the Tashar D sector. The minor trade official would seek meetings with other minor trade officials representing Prince Dili. Since bureaucracies move at such a slow pace, the minor trade official from Sasko is sent back to her transport to await further meetings. Meanwhile, the Sasko transport is moved away from the main docks to a distant holding area. Of course. The minor trade official is really one of Ergo's clandestine operatives. In stage 2, PNB7Q floods the local space with waves of, scripted, chatter about the capture of a major transport ship by the forces loyal to Prince Dili. The, purported, transport contains sufficient supplies and material to last Prince Dili's armies for many months. The severe rationing and shortages among Dili's followers have been eliminated. It is now a time of plenty. To protect the transport from looters, the chatter says, it has been moved to a secured compound, where it is guarded by Dealey's elite forces. In support of the space chatter, PNB7Q uses Big Lil to image a large, supply transport in the style of the Kingdom JG, loaded with incredible amounts of much-needed supplies. It is, Mirko thought, the bait that attracts the big fish. In stage 3, the lure of such a prize becomes too much for the bedraggled forces, really criminal gangs, now occupying G. Fux's distant citadel. PNB7Q and Mirko believe that discipline has grown lax. Many of the sub-commanders do not understand G. Fux's fixation for revenge and are eager to pursue plans that bring more immediate cash rewards. Plans that take them to places far more pleasurable than this dismal rock. The lure must be great enough to draw away a significant number of the Citadel's defenders. They have to taste it, smell it, 
feel the warmth in their bellies. They must believe that they can overcome the elite forces said to be guarding it. Deceptions within deceptions. They must see it. Believe it is available for the taking. Initiate action. They cannot announce their intentions. No. They must get there by stealth or surprise. They had to move quickly before it is moved to a location they cannot access. Once the defenders have left to pursue the prize, Burko's crack team of warriors will insert Ableton into the Citadel. Ableton is small and cunning. He can go under and around the sensors. He can go into crevices, into the shadows, unseen, undetected. He is also warm and cuddly. For Romaine Wide Jossard who has experienced only intense trauma since her capture, Ableton would offer a known and trusted and friendly guide for her escape. He can find her quickly and extract her by the most efficient route when Muriko's team is ready. Stage 4 also depends on Ableton. As he searches the Citadel, he will also send geospatial information back to PNB7Q and Muriko in the civilian transport, still located in Prince Dili's low-priority docking berths. That information will provide a detailed map of the Citadel. With detailed information about GFUX's distant Citadel, PNB7Q will use the Big Lil projection system for another purpose. Confusing and disorienting GFUX himself. Stage 4 uses Big Lil to project visual shell images of Urko and his cadre of selected warriors into the Citadel itself. In so doing, PNB7Q projects many, many such images into every orifice of the Citadel. Go one way, you encounter them. Go another way, you encounter them. Go a third, you encounter them. Fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. We shall spring all his traps. He'll see Urko wherever he goes, reported PNB7Q. Of course, Urko himself would never be there. Only his visual shell images. Finally, Sasko's cadre of selected warriors extracts Romain Y. Jossert when Ableton guides her to the designated location. Five stages. Much that could go wrong, but still a plausible path to bring Romain back. A plausible path. Five stages. Much that could go wrong, but still a plausible path to bring Romain back. A plausible path. But still a plausible path to bring Romain back. A plausible path. But still a plausible path to bring Romain back. A plausible path. End of Part 8 Audio Story Continues